Welcome to the Weekended Take, hosted by. Oh, that's that's Terrell. What? Uh, the, it's coin flip. Wait, yeah, it's a coin flip. But it's how did we decide? I didn't uh, get to say heads or tails. Okay, either. well, I'm gonna do it anyway. Yeah. Welcome to the Weekended Sports Take. <laughs> It's my, uh, it's me, Terrell Huff, uh, and I've got Derek Lewis here as well as Austin Brazina. And um, actually, the first thing we should be doing is introducing ourselves. You, since you just episode. ate that man's A, the what? A off that man's name. You I ate said Brazina. <laughs> uh, you <laughs> ate it now. Braz- should I should I put like some 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 mustard on that end? I mean, or just are, you for, are you going for like high school football coach or what are you, what are you trying to do? Oh, here? see, yeah, okay. Well, Brazina's fine. Brazina, it's all good. Austin Brazina. <laughs> Derek Lewis, Terrell Huff, myself. You ate the A off my name. I did not. Oh, Derek <laughs> Lewis. I don't have an A. <laughs> You're shook. I got you shook. <laughs> I'm all I'm all shook up. And 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 so yeah. Anyways, the weekend podcast. And uh basically I think first of all, you know, since I've already sort of introduced us, we should probably introduce ourselves yeah, a little not, bit more. That's that's the dulcet tones of Terrell Huff. Doesn't he have a beautiful voice? <laughs> I, no. I, I am Derek Lewis. I don't have a beautiful voice, <laughs> but you know, I, I'm, I've been known to make jokes, so they, they let me come here. And I'm Austin Brazina, and uh, my voice, I would say, is somewhere in the middle of, of not being that dulcet, so you, but so you, also being... <laughs> so I don't even know where I'm going with this. You're, you're, you're taking a crap on my voice. I'm not, <laughs> I am, right off the bat. But I'd also like to point out that we haven't even explained what the podcast is. Yes. That, so well, that's, that's the host job, then. That's, yeah, why, that's, that's why he was tails. So the coin flip <laughs> that you may or may not have heard was oh, they definitely to heard see it. who the host was. And we're going to be doing that every week, by the way. So, host. All right. Start hosting. <laughs> so let's go ahead and do the, the formal... <laughs> <laughs> introduction to the show welcome to the weekend podcast this is episode one no the first one after many attempts patient uh, zero and yes so if you're gonna be inoculated or infected <laughs> or whatever it is it's gonna be in this episode uh and basically <laughs> and no, it's we have, good. We have no more back. listeners now <laughs> <He picked back. laughs> and like so the weekended podcast is uh sports related of course and what we tend to do is we take a subject uh regardless of sport and we look at how that subject has progressed throughout the week maybe starting on monday or tuesday and then what it looks like on the win- on the weekend and basically we form our take based on that so a little bit of a timeline is basically what we're going to be dealing with so episode one is going to go ahead and kick off let's see how it goes i'm excited for regardless of sport i can't wait for the nhl week <laughs> I-, I mean hey uh, yeah. It, that's we don't have we could do we can do NHL whenever we please we can actually read up on NHL and actually know something at some point and then yeah it might actually make sense to do a little NHL deal and on that note it's time for a commercial break <laughs> <laughs> this is John Thomas Aloysius Booth on behalf of JNT Chowders official Chowders over the Memphis and I'm here with my trusted bus driver Antonio Tony Jackson real talk son uh, say hi to the folks at home Tony. How y'all doing? So, as a billionaire philanthropist playboy who has a bus, we're going on a world tour, and you're invited. Tony, tell them where we're stopping. Tony Stark style, baby. We stopping in Memphis. We probably gonna hit up Brooklyn. BK. Um, let me see. Uh, it's by bus, but but we definitely going to England. Uh, and we probably gonna go to Africa pretty soon too. Uh, Tony, tell is Hustle Gang gonna be there? All um, Dipset. 
Hustle Gang gonna be there. So the tickets start at $559.59 because that's my favorite number. Uh, you know how Jeff Davis loves 444. I, I love $559.59. That's what's up. And so join me and my trusted bus driver, uh, Tony, Antonio Tony Jackson, as we go on a world tour. That's J&T Charters, the official charters of uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. All right, so we're back. Episode one, the weekend take, and uh, we're just going to jump right in. Uh, obviously, the, there's going to have to be uh, a little something about basketball, just because we've got we're ten days away from the opening of the season, and obviously we've got some pretty interesting news in regards to China and the NBA and the Rockets, uh, and it, it's just a bit of a mess right now. Uh, it's kind of died down a little bit, but it's still a little bit of a mess. And obviously, when you have the kind of business interests that a lot of these uh, NBA owners have with China and all these shoe deals that players have. And obviously China's got their fingers in that. It's going to be really interesting to kind of see how this all turns out. But earlier in the week, uh, things just uh, got really, 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 really bad when the NBA was over in China uh, promoting uh, some, some games over there. And uh, to kind of give you a little bit more uh, insight on it, I'm going to go ahead and defer to Austin here and uh, that was kind a of brilliant segue. Ch- <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I yeah. mean, I'm trying, man. You know, so the, the, to, to keep it as brief as possible, because this is a really complicated issue. But just to keep it as brief as possible, a quick timeline. China and Hong Kong are going through some stuff right now. Yeah. And I'm going to leave it at that for right now. But what happened is Daryl Morey of the Rockets tweeted out support for Hong Kong. And in China, that's a no, no. Like, the ultimate no-no as far as this Hong Kong situation is concerned. So what happened was China immediately told the Chinese Basketball Association, headed by Yao Ming, former Rocket, hey, Rockets aren't an NBA team anymore as far as we're concerned. We don't want anything to do with them. We will not be broadcasting their games in China. That's the end of our partnership, which is ridiculous. And that's where it all exploded. Yeah. Adam Silver was in Japan when this story broke, uh, about to hop a flight right over to China and start the Goodwill tour that they were on when this whole story broke and he was interviewed. Hey, what do you think about this? Which is the worst question I'm sure he, w- he was expecting to answer in any of those things. Adam Silver initially said something along the lines of we support our players' right to education and blah, blah, blah. And what happened was an original report came out a little bit of a mistranslation and it basically came out saying that, Hey, we're really sorry that this offended China. China did not care. And the NBA was basically trying to save face and it became a huge issue internationally because America thought that NBA was siding with China in this Mm. as a fallout from that. A lot of other things happened, but basically Adam Silver came out and said, look, we support Maury as an employee of the league. We support his right to have an opinion. We are very sorry for what this did to our relationship with China what do you want me to do? And that's kind of the end of the NBA's involvement up to this point. A couple other stories came out uh, to touch real quick. The Rockets did have Maury take down the tweet. Not the NBA. The Rockets had Maury take down the tweet because they're protecting their own interests. And then James Harden did an apology commercial where he outright said, hey, we're sorry, China. And basically, they've completely abandoned what Maury said originally. And it brought us to where we are now, where American fans are very upset saying, hey, you guys support China and all their right. indecent human right practices. And the NBA is basically like, look, we don't have a stance on this. We right. just support Maury's right to free speech. And that's a lot, but... If you're wondering who, if why you hear the footsteps of a giant, <laughs> it's because Austin keeps banging on the table oh, like man. a madman. He's very expressive I'm, with his yeah, hands. I'm, I'm upset. But yeah. that's all right. He's, it's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll fight through it. I mean, I know there's a giant 
beating down our door right now. But <laughs> no, it, it's you know, it, and I know it's got to be kind of sensitive because you've got a lot of players in the league that. Yes, there are some knowledgeable players and they probably have been paying attention to, you know, just things going on in and around the world, even outside of, of what's happening with China. Um, but a lot of these guys are just, you know, hey, man, that season is 10 days away <laughs> and they're just wanting to play basketball, man. And it's like they're being asked these questions. As a matter of fact, um, I think it was a couple of days ago, a reporter was was trying to ask um, uh, James Harden and, and, uh, and Russell Westbrook. Uh, a question about this whole controversy, if you will, and immediately shut down. Like, I mean, yeah. she got shut down quick. And and Eight I don't second awkward. Silence. Yeah, yeah. Bad. And I don't think, um, I don't think I'd ever seen anything like that outside of like some sort of you know presidential briefing or something like that. That was that was crazy. Um, so you know, it's like expecting the players to answer these questions or even. To be honest with you, to even be thinking about these things, I, I think it's a little bit, I think it's asking a little bit too much of them. Um, I know they make a lot of money and, and they should probably supposedly be a little bit more, um, they should be paying a little bit more attention to what's going on outside of the NBA and outside of their worlds, sure. But this is something that within the last couple of weeks jumped off. I mean, it's not as if this is this ongoing issue that the NBA and players have been having uh, with China. Like this is this is something that just it jumps off, and you've got a guy like Russell Westbrook sitting there. I mean, come on, have you seen when <laughs> Russell Westbrook gets asked a question about I don't know another team? Oh, yeah. Russ doesn't want to answer. Like, any he doesn't want to answer, answer any questions. Like so yeah, exactly. Like, like I, I mean, like <laughs> yeah, like I mean, it was about three or four years ago uh, when they asked Russell Westbrook if he was uh, rooting for the Spurs because apparently if the Spurs would have beat someone, they would have, the, the and this was right after, I, I, so it was probably only a couple of years ago because it was right after uh, Kevin Durant went to the uh, Golden State Warriors and he had been, and he had, it was regular season and it was toward the end of the season and they actually had an opportunity to make the playoffs and I think the Spurs had to beat somebody and they asked him and you got that meme face that he made it you know, kind of like, what? Are you crazy? So asking that dude a question about something like that. It's Russian roulette. If you ask, yeah. If you ask Russell Westbrook any question, it's exactly. That's my point. Hey, Russ, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't no. believe you. I can't believe you'd ask me something right. like that. Yeah, like the audacity. Like, <laughs> like, I'm all for players giving, like, being themselves. And obviously, Russ can do whatever he wants. But right. he takes it to even a level that even me as the pro player guy, sometimes I'm like, bro, just answer the question, yeah. man. And that's Come my on. point. So, and so I'm trying to think to myself, had this reporter ever seen anyone ask this dude a question and his reaction? Because Possibly not. She was from CNN. True. Um, and, and fun little side note, her question wasn't. How do you feel about China? Her question was, do you think the NBA's handling of this will prevent you from speaking your mind on future issues? Mm. And uh, a Rocket staffer is the one that poo-pooed it immediately. Right. Like, you hear her off camera. Yeah, they like, shut that down They will fast. only be answering basketball questions. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, this is a real question. And they took her mic away. And they're like, look, you're yeah. not going to ask questions. There's a good five-second awkward silence. And that was the end of that. Well, and did, did she? Did they give her the? Did she give him the Brady Trammel? No, no. I, I asked Russ a question, and I'd like, I, I'd she, like it. It, it was, was a valid question. It was a good bit of reporting. Like she stood her ground because she was like, "No, this is a real question. Yeah. You need to shut up. I'm talking to Russell. Yeah, like she or, I'm talking to James yeah. and Russell." And they were like, "No, you're done here." But uh, that wasn't the NBA. It was the Rockets. Right. You know the, what's interesting though is is 
just listening to how you know you you were saying that they phrased the question, I I honestly, if he had answered it or Harden had answered it, and I I'm pretty sure they were coached, you know. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> they were coached beforehand, which is why you had that awkward like eight, ten second silence because it was kind of like I thought she was supposed to be asking us this kind of stuff. <laughs> so you know, because otherwise, I think they probably at best you would have gotten out of Russell Westbrook a huh? What you? What, what are you talking about? What I don't yeah, understand the question. You would have got Bill something. Belichick, yeah, like, I don't want to yeah. The question. fact that they were completely football. quiet, like. Like, almost as if they were yeah. waiting for that staffer to show up. Like, bro, <laughs> come on, man. Like, hurry up. You get your mans. You be quicker to the ball than that, man. So, yeah, that that was – it was awkward and it was it was weird. But at the same time, it's like I don't think you can fault Harden or Westbrook for that. I really don't. No, not uh, for the yeah. press conference. Yeah, uh, no. I don't, I don't, I don't want to keep talking over you on this. But what, what I – I think what it boils down to for me personally is I think the Rockets – did a really poor job of, of, of supporting Maury in this situation. Mm. Um, and they put the NBA in a worse position because they were the ones back backpedaling while there comes the, the giant NBA. again. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, they, they were the ones that just fully abandoned it. And they were like, look, we're sorry, China. And the NBA is getting a lot of heat right now on a lot of different fronts. When I think a lot of the brunt of that should go to the Rockets. True. Um, because the NBA can't legislate what they say, but they can support their right to say it, which is officially what the NBA said. Now, behind the scenes, who knows? But well, what I, what fascinates me about this actually is that does anyone have more to lose in this kind of a battle than the Rockets? Mm. They're kind of sun- yeah, maybe yeah, they're kind of no. synonymous with they are with basketball, basketball right. because yeah. of Yao Ming, right. and they've fostered that relation. No, they yeah. love that relationship, yeah. so it's not surprising that the Rockets, as the you know. Yeah. The, cold reality of sports is it's a business yeah and so it's not surprising that the rockets came out so strong in trying to protect that relationship while the nba was kind of like well you know (laughs) we kind of take a back seat you know another thing that fascinates me is how the nba just continues to not be the nfl the nfl would have silenced everyone i I was impressed so uh, there's a lot of different people that have handled this china situation a lot of different ways but adam silver handled it quick which I was like, oh damn! I got like I was reading Adam Silver's take on the situation by the time I was still learning what happened with Maury, mm. which is like a big pro for the NBA as far yeah. as like transparency. Um, but I, I think really the the situation has been molded into a lot of different things, and it's become a free speech issue and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. When at the end of the day, it was one tweet that a, a an executive made, and it sparked a huge debate about. You've got people on one side saying, oh, the NBA loves to criticize Trump, which is a whole nother mess. This is their opportunity to make fun of the NBA. And I think that's a lot of what's going on right now yeah. is people are making fun of the NBA. Like, ah, you can talk about Trump, but you love China, which is absurd. Right. Because, one, supporting Hong Kong is not the same as supporting China or, or uh, condemning China. Supporting Hong Kong is saying, look, you're, you're giving a vote of confidence for them to maintain their autonomy because they've been autonomous for a long time right and we really don't have the time to get into all this hong kong stuff but right. there's a lot going on but there. i feel you though yeah, yeah. And, and you also get an idea of how delicate that relationship is i don't think we realized how delicate. Uh, it I, I don't yeah. i don't think we have like like yeah. i mean because this is a wake-up call you know yeah it really is because you start thinking about it and i mean th- we're just talking about it from an nba china level like yeah. our biz our we have huge companies and corporations in this country that have kind of just been like, well, some of that stuff ain't cool that they doing over there, but it's cash though. Like, you know, so I I I got, I got socks to make, you know, know, exactly. You know what I'm saying? I think people don't realize how much money it is. Yeah. Like 
the Chinese market is absurdly big. Yeah. And that's something that a lot of people don't realize when right. they're when they're like, well, how can I mean, you do realize it, and that's what the conversation is. The conversation is where do you draw the line? Right. And for the NBA, they're not focusing on the Chinese government, I don't think. They're focusing on the Chinese fans. Mm-hmm. And whether you agree with it or not, the sad reality is a lot of Chinese citizens believe that China is correct in all situations. Yeah. So, yeah, you can disagree with China, the government, but what Mori did alienated, you know, however many half a billion people. Right. Because it would be like some, some it would be like if David Beckham came and just immediately came down on Trump. And then half of the GOP would be like, David Beckham, like they would just pop off on David right. Beckham himself. Right. And that's that's not a perfect analogy, but that's kind of what it is. It's yeah. it's an American person, not even a superstar. It's just Daryl Morey. Right. And who most people wouldn't yeah. know who he was if they yeah. weren't Rocket fans. Yeah. Everybody knows now. Yeah. I mean, I, you got, I I feel like you kind of got to give it up a little bit for Daryl Moore because he, oh, he knew. Oh, sure. He knew what was. He knows yeah, his relationship with China. Oh, sure. And so yeah. for him to say anything about it at yeah. all was pretty. Kind of telling. I mean, obviously, for those in the know, we all know Daryl Moore does not have any problem speaking his mind. So it's not surprising that he would do oh, so. Right. But you know, wading into international affairs is you know. A, and I think the part on the players for, to that point, the part on the players, everybody's saying you got to have a stance. I don't like what James Harden did, but I understand it. It's his brand. He loves the Chinese brand for him because it makes so much money for him as a person. But I don't think it's fair for people to say, like, well, what is... What does every NBA player have a take on this? You don't have to have a take on yeah, it as an NBA player. That's why I think the we kind of get a little bit diluted with some of the social activism. Right. I, I'm not speaking about social activism in general, but as far as yeah. it, it, it it pertains to the NBA player, is mm-hmm. everyone seems like it seems like now everyone's required to have a take. You're right. not required to have an uninformed take. In fact, if you're gonna have an uninformed take, <laughs> yeah. I'd rather you stay out of the situation. Yeah. So yeah. it's a little bit different from like people like to bring up Michael Jordan and how mm-hmm. you know everyone buys sneakers. It's a little different, you know, knowing that you could have a take, but because you don't want to mess with your pocketbooks, you not have a take and just saying, you know what, I'm not real red on this. This is international affairs. This is stuff I don't know about. I'm going to go ahead and and bow out. So there's a little bit different. I'd rather you not have an uninformed take than to just be like, okay, I need to come in and blaze with with the right take or say something you don't believe in because that's when you mess up and you say something you're not supposed to or you say something insensitive or you say something racist. That's that's when those happen, when you try to wade into something you don't know about. I think that's a huge aspect of this too, that, that people are afraid to say something. And I don't think they should necessarily be afraid to say something of China. They should be afraid to say something they don't know anything about. Exactly. Which is fair. Yeah. But like, I, I think I, I don't mean to talk about it, but I think that like the the part about like not everybody wants to hurt their pocketbook, they that's that's human nature. They're protecting their self interest, sure. and that's what makes political statements more powerful when people are in a spot to lose something and they put their their career on the line. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't cheapen everybody else's take on the situation. That just empowers that person, right? Because they were willing to risk it. Yeah, it's not always a zero sum game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes it is, it, and it it's also it, it'll also depend on track record. If you have a history of ducking issues that you know seem pretty cut and dry, or seem like you're on the wrong side of history, then obviously at that point you're going to start taking water, like a Michael Jordan mm-hmm. has done in the past. But if you you know, I, I don't mind anyone saying, yeah, this kind of crept up on me. Yeah, I'm not like, gonna. Is, just, is it that hard to say, hey, you know what, I'm going to make a statement on this later. I'm going to make a statement on this in a couple of days. I need to really, you know, get my thoughts together on this. Um, you know, we need more of that, to be honest with you, because nowadays there's a lot of like between Twitter and and just, you know, 
24-hour news cycle, it's like people just somebody sticks a microphone in somebody's face and they just say whatever. And it's like, I get it. You want to, you want to be real and you want to be in the moment. But sometimes, especially with situations like this, it's like, nah, I I gotta, I gotta step back and collect my thoughts. And then I'm gonna have a statement on this later. Um, and you know, I wouldn't have even been opposed to, you know, when old girl asked that question, I would have been, I would have been fine if if one of them would have been like, you know what, we're not really, really ready to comment on that right now. But that's where the Rockets screwed up. Exactly. censored that question mm-hmm. for lack of a better word and and they hurt themselves yeah it the made process. it it made the situation look a lot worse than well, you know what that, it needed to be that's like the sports 101 type thing for them to do though right yeah, that's what that's what te- organization all organizations they did across not sports put them in front of that microphone without saying hey look man y'all are gonna get asked about China. oh yeah yeah just don't answer it they, they have that conversation like they, and, and that's literally what happened like except <laughs> that it was like you know, he could I, not even a no comment. <laughs> it was just like silence. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard that whole thing. Like just huh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what that was. Because sound bites like that will follow him for his career. It was oh one my god! It, it was so yeah. horrible. But yeah, man, it, it's you know again. I I'm not annoyed or upset with them for not immediately having something to jump out and say in that situation uh, or any athlete for that matter but yeah I, I think there's a way of doing it and again just maybe saying you know what I can't speak on that right now give me a couple of days let me let me yeah. kind of you know let me gather my thoughts and that to me I feel like situations like this, um, especially when you're dealing with international stuff and these guys aren't just answering, you know, NBA questions or basketball questions. I think hopefully we'll get to a point where guys start answering questions in that way. Like, you know what? I'm not even quite sure right now. I'll hit you with that later. Like, you know, that's where we need to get to because that could have been silver. That's my next memo to the league. Like, look, we're going to address this situation. You can have your opinions, but be cautious. Right. And I think that's important for them because I don't think a lot of people realize what the stakes are mm-hmm. for, for the individuals or for the teams. There's so much money that comes in from China. Yeah. So money, you know, on the surface, everybody looks at money as like, oh, you just really want more money, which, yeah, everybody does want more money. Sure. But what this means for the NBA, the NBA has exploded in popularity and growth. Like yes. it, it's on the cusp of becoming the number one sport in America, at least as far as um, everything added together is concerned. Like the NFL is still king. But, I, I mean, there's a good, strong case that the NBA could overtake them in 5, 10 years. Yeah. Not without China. That money is too important to that because that money is what pays the salary cap. That money is what goes right back into the teams. Mm-hmm. Not directly. Of course, people are skimming off the top. But that's essentially what the stakes are here for the individuals. Right. So, for China to say, look, we're just not going to play the NBA in our games or NBA games on our country, which is crazy to say. But that's what the stakes are. The NBA, the NBA is risking all of, like, you would say maybe what? 10% of the population really cares about basketball. Sure. That's what a hundred million people, right? Like that's a lot yeah. of money that is at stake here. And it's not a matter of being a coward and not wanting to speak out against China. It's a matter of alienating those fans. Yeah. It's a matter of understanding what the, what, what your words can do in I that situation. I can't believe Daryl Morey almost started World War Three. This is insane. That's crazy. <laughs> well, at least from a sports standpoint. <laughs> Donald Trump seems determined to start World War Three. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he's trying to recruit <laughs> allies. But nobody's <laughs> listening to him anymore. So yeah. Like, look, man. <laughs> you do what you do, partner. <laughs> what's so interesting about the uh, the NBA in China is, you know, 
the NBA is always on that edge. Mm-hmm. They're they what the NFL refuses to be. They're the socially conscious league. Right. So now they're having to strike that battle between capitalistic interests and be, maintaining that brand. Mm-hmm. And that brand is that we let our players, well, our players are partners. They're not employees. Right. They're partners. And Adam Silver is very, very um, aware of mm-hmm. that, yes. of, of treating the players like partners and not employees. He's very... Uh, He's gone out of his, his way, and I don't want to make it seem like he's some generous benefactor, right. but he's been very astute in trying to make sure that the players know that they are not, you know, they're not just commodities that they're, you know, trading away. They they have stake in this, and he's, uh, it, along with Michelle Roberts, who has mm-hmm. been, you know, phenomenal as the NBA uh, PA lead, mm-hmm. um, they've, they've crafted uh, a, a working relationship that we haven't really seen with a lot of other leagues. A yeah. lot of other, pretty much every other league right. treats their their quote unquote employees like employees when they're more like sure. partners. Right. Because well, you can't have it without them. Well, like you just said, it's like they're polar opposite of the NFL. I mean, you know, and I, I know business wise, you know, money's money, but you know, you look at the situation with the NFL and it's like, okay, things have gotten a little bit better. I over mean, the, the last... foil is Kaepernick, right? Right. And it, we saw how they bungled that. Yeah. <laughs> at every turn. Literally, any time they could, they, 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 they've like, gone out yeah, of their way to do so. They were yeah. so actively trying to, to downplay what he was doing yeah. that they ended up really destroying a lot of their business. I think so. And that's uh, the stakes yeah. for China. Which was so funny, too, just on that point, when people were like, well, people are protesting because they're protesting the the, the, the flag, yes. quote unquote. Right. And, and it's like, you understand that there's also black people protesting because you kicked a man out of the league for right. exercising his free speech exactly. rights. You, you um, and th- that's always been discounted, yeah. is that there's a whole other point of the population that also spends right. dollars. Right. Yeah, no, yeah, it's all, yeah, because if, yeah. you, if you side with with quote unquote good or evil, then you're going to make the other people mad. Like money comes from both sides. Right. But in this case, China has more of it. So there's an inequity. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like the Kaepernick thing and you see the patterns as far as fan reaction goes. I I personally have seen tons of people be like, well, are you going to stop watching the NBA if they side with China? Or are you going to donate all your Nike merchandise to me? It's the same stuff they said with Kaepernick. There's people that will actively seek to undermine an individual protest with sarcasm is I guess what I'm trying to go for here and it's the exact same patterns that happen with that right. but in this case the NBA does support at least on the surface they support Maury and oh. it's just a mess which, which is it's so funny when people try to undermine you know your your social st- stances with are you just gonna pretend like you can't you're just gonna give up all your earthly goods yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, it's like exactly. it's like I was thinking about this it's like the episode of the good place yes, where they yes. realize that no matter what you do on earth you're going to the bad place because yeah. there's just too many things wrapped up into each other yeah, that yeah. make you not a socially conscious person and yeah, we're like, all kind of eventually whatever you do is gonna end up because <laughs> yeah. if you if you buy a sweater then you right. you you're, you're helping you know a, yeah. a, a, pro, a poor sweatshop that, somewhere yeah, that's, that's making way less than they deserve right, right. and risking their health. And so it, it, it harkens back to that whenever you see some of that. Yeah. It's like no matter what you do, you're probably going to end up on some bad side. But you, everyone's trying to be on the least bad side that they can yeah. at like, all times. What about them is just frustrating. Yeah, They're like, well, like, yeah, you know, the NBA loves that Chinese money. But what about the mass graves that they're overriding in China? And they're like, yo, those are different things. Like, yeah. You don't have to approve of one right. to be conscious of the other. Right. And, and it's just frustrating to hear 
that that happened. And, and now that I've got my good place reference in, <laughs> I'm going to go me. home. Spoilers. <laughs> oh yeah, I did. Yeah, well, there's no way to put a spoiler tag on it now. <laughs> I, I like, hope you're caught up on the good place. <laughs> uh, season one. <laughs> yeah. So everybody was about that. That was actually season two. <laughs> oh, but that's right, fine. I, I mean, yeah. you can still watch the good place, and you so uh, you know. Anyway, I'm just gonna leave it at that. I've yeah. done enough damage. We'll, okay. we'll move on. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think like it's just the stakes are so high. Yeah, the players they they have a voice in the NBA. Um, I don't like another big political issue that the NBA has tiptoed, but in my opinion, they handled great was with Enos Cantor. Mm-hmm. Um, he called Erdogan. Did I say his name right? Turkey's president. Yeah, it's yeah. Cool. Dictator, whatever. Erdogan, yeah. <laughs> president, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's putting it. Yeah. You know, in a way, democratically, we don't like have it. to pronounce his name right. Cantor called him the Hitler of our century. And the NBA is like, that's his right. Yeah. And, and they, they support him 100%. That won't happen in the NFL. <laughs> like, oh, no, no. That man won't have a job in the NFL. They won't I, fire him, but, you know, it's like, hey, man. Oh, he's a distraction. That's the, that's <laughs> the way, that's the firing. That's the, the way you fire someone is, oh, well, we yeah. can't have that in our locker room. I mean, NBA locker rooms seem to be getting along just fine. Right. But in the NFL, it's like, oh, man. The, you know, well, but I think the NBA respects the fact that he probably knows what he's talking about. Yeah, you know? just, I mean, I mean like, like this when you lived in a country and your yeah. father is in this country and he's being persecuted in some way or jailed or whatever. You know, I mean, his dad was going through some serious stuff. I think his, his dad family was in jail. Publicly, yeah. publicly, what was that? Facebook. <laughs> I, have Facebook. A, I have a friend request that I won't be shamed about it. She hasn't even heard it yet. <laughs> she hasn't heard the podcast. I yet. have a girlfriend, man. No, no, that wasn't going that route. That wasn't going that route. I'm just gonna miss my bad, this. My bad. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, all right. I love you, Sion. Well, yeah. That made, you made it so much worse by saying that, by the way. Bro. What, what I, was I made it worse. Me. Now my girlfriend's on the podcast. Where's your girlfriend? <laughs> Ouch. Anyways, um. I don't even remember what I was saying now. But basically, yeah, the whole situation, like his family disowned him. Yeah. Like politically and in and, and person. And it, it's just a whole mess. But that's something that can only exist in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So the NBA has never, at least from what we've seen, at least in the Adam Silver era, they've never shied away from this kind of thing. Right. So right now, I think a lot of the issues are being conflated with what the Rockets did and just people wanting to, you know, just downplay the NBA for whatever political reason they have. Um, and I think it's a little bit of a mistake. I, I don't think that people are focusing on the right thing here. I like what Maury did, though. I mean, I'm I'm kind of surprised, but then I'm not surprised that something like this hasn't happened in the NBA previously. And the reason I say that is because, let's be honest, when it comes to outside of like football slash soccer, I wanted to be um, outside of that sport. What sport is more international than the NBA right now? I mean. Yeah, you've got baseball where, you know, South American players and stuff. But, I mean, there are people from, I mean, down to, we've got players from India in the NBA, or at least at one point we did. I mean, there are players from so many other countries, and the idea that something like this, outside of the Ennis Cantor situation, something like this not having happened before, at least not on this big of a scale, is kind of surprising. I mean, because... I would have expected something like this to have come up a long time ago because of the fact that, I mean, you, you go all the way back to, you know, all, you know, like what, what was uh, my man in Portland? Um, 
oh gosh, back in the in the in the nineties. Oh man, I feel horrible because I can't remember his name. Arvidas Sabonis. Oh, his Sabonis? kids in the league yeah, now. Sabonis, yeah. Like you go back to then. I mean, even back then, like there's always been an international presence in the NBA. And I mean, a lot of people just think like dream team smashing everybody by 50, 50 points. And it's like, oh, that's what they think about the international aspect of the NBA. But this league has had its fingers in other countries for decades. And it's like the fact that something like this hasn't occurred previously. Now, I don't know how much of that has to do with the fact that we've got Twitter involved these days and we've got social media more involved than we used to, but obviously it has a lot more to do with it because I'm sure people had feelings about things that were going on. You probably had the, you know, like the, the Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, uh, you know, type situation. just about to bring that up. Exactly. You know, like, like, trust me, there's been conscious players in the leagues for a long time. Remember, like, (laughs) and and then remember what, because you you do have to understand that, and I know you do, that it's a, there has been a regime change. uh, This under David Stern probably goes a little more NFL-ish. Sure. If it's David Stern in power, because you you know, as he handled that situation Mm -hmm. where he was kind of the first Colin Kaepernick who didn't kind of, he's like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm Muslim. I don't want to stand, or excuse me, he's Islam. He's not Muslim. I always get this confused. Islam is the religion. Muslims, the, if you follow the religion. Right. Yeah. So if he is but, a Muslim, he's, he's, he follow, follows Islam. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You were right. I, I, yeah. I, get, I, I got in my own head. Yeah, yeah. And so anyway, and so he's like, look, I don't, and, and America's kind of tripping, the U.S. is kind of tripping. I don't really want to stand for the flag. Right. For, for the uh, national anthem. And David Stern came in and was like, no, nah, yeah. everyone will be standing for the national anthem yeah. in, in, in high NFL fashion. Mm-hmm. And that rule, even now, is still in force. It's, it's say on the books. Now, the NBA gave themselves more capital by sure. say, by actually back. It's just crazy. It always comes back to when the NBA has something like this, they back their players. Even while enforcing that rule, right. they still said, hey, but our players can say whatever they want. Right. They can endorse any social causes. And we are fully behind those social mm-hmm. causes. It took the NFL because uh, I used to cover the NFL, it took them about a year and a half before they'd even seriously consider doing something like that. Yeah. And even then, they, they bungled it up because they mm-hmm. wanted to give, to, as, as Doug Baldwin pointed out, uh, they wanted to give to Jewish organizations. And Doug Baldwin was like, I'm not Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> it was like one of my favorite quotes of all time. It's like, look, I understand that they're trying a little more, but I'm not Jewish. <laughs> The players who are they're talking to, we're not Jewish, and so like it's it's amazing how much just listening. The NBA is willing to at least listen, and that buys that buys you something. Why did Doug Baldwin have to retire, man? I'm so hurt, man. Like he retired like abruptly. Like I'm like, no, dude, man. I didn't get fired. I just saw Doug Baldwin, you know, retire. I was like, there's nothing more to do. Yeah, dude. There's there's nothing more to do. That was the realest dude in the league right there, man. Like, what do you take, like, just that, that Stanford education and that? And, and we see it a little bit with Sherm, too, like, yeah. in San Francisco as a Niners fan. It's like, we see it with Sherm, too. Like, it, it's it's pretty funny when he gets asked a question and it's like people expect the typical athlete answer out of him. And I'm like, have you not? <laughs> have you not paid attention to this dude over the last Mark that down. 30-minute mark is when he got in his first 49ers fan oh, reference. Hey, hey, mark that down. Look, I, that I down. have to be up front. I'll give him a lead when they're undefeated. What I'm doing, man. But I, I will I will real quick, even though I love Richard Sherman, what the hell happened with that Baker Mayfield fake handshake? Oh, <laughs> my gosh, dude. That's a whole Because I'm down episode. with gamesmanship, but we, I'm like, yo, there's we, video hey, evidence. Wait. <laughs> he we got might, caught so red Wait, 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 wait. We might have to, is this your king? On that one. Because I can't believe he did that. I was like, oh my gosh, dude. All I can picture is like when Richard Sherman was watching them throw the interception on the, what was it, the two? 
at the, in the Super Bowl. All oh. I can picture is that face that he made yeah. when he's looking at it, when they're showing him his video of him and shaking Baker Mayfield, and he's like, huh? Oh, damn, that is me. <laughs> oh, that, that was me. Yo, Richard Sherman, oh, look, I, 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 no one loves Richard Sherman, but I, I'm a Stephen A. Smith. I, no one loves Richard Sherman more than me. Name but, drop, name drop. But he's been known to spin a tale or two every once in a while he gets caught. That's what I'm saying. He gets like caught in his own little narrative. Let's just say that. We're all a victim of it. We all do it sometimes. I think that's but possible. I think he honestly thought in his mind, he's like, man, I hate Baker Mayfield. There's no way I shook that man's hand. <laughs> yeah, like that, that like, oh, I guess I did. I, I got to go back. I didn't look at the tape. I didn't realize I <laughs> Check did tape. that. Check tape. But yeah, I mean that 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 whole, and I think I think what what to your point that you were making a little bit before about the players and and how the NBA does respect the players. That's the NBA's weapon in this China this yeah. situation. If China says, "Look, we're not going to play NBA games anymore." The NBA is like, all right, cool. Good luck finding Chinese LeBron James. And it sounds like he's downplaying like what it is, but that's what's going to happen in China. Those Chinese fans are still going to want to watch LeBron exactly. play basketball. They're right. still going to follow the NBA, but they're not going to have official channels to do it. So that's the NBA's leverage. And that's something that I don't think any other league or even like a business really has on China. Because right. at the end of the day, almost all of Chinese uh, Ch- China's power comes from the fact that, A, you can't do business in China unless they have ownership in your company, right. which is crazy whatever <laughs> B they can just make what you make for cheaper you can't do that Facts. with NBA players right like you just can't do yeah. that you can make a Chinese basketball league which is what the NBA is trying to do they're trying to right. promote goodwill in China and to build that next level of players and all that kind of stuff but you can't recreate LeBron James you can't well, recreate sure. Steph Curry you can't recreate Clay Thompson who's beloved over there and those Chinese fans want to see yeah. those guys so so you you don't get to you know if you're Chinese government or whoever, you don't get to be like, hey, well, we're, we're going to stop playing all your games here. Yeah. And they're going to stop buying jerseys. Nah, bro. Yeah, like, no, somebody's going to figure it out. Like, so yeah, I, I think it's interesting that you said that like, like the NBA like, black market. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, basically <laughs> where most of this stuff comes from. <laughs> but I mean, but no, I mean, I mean but that's a really good point though, that, you know, it, it's, it, I mean, what, what does any other company have that the NBA has over China? I mean, that that product, it, that's the one thing that we have that they have to have, as opposed to the other way around. Yeah, it's like you know, cinema would be another field where it's like that. So yeah. I like, I personally would like to see some actors take a stance in the situation and just destroy everything. But like, I mean, especially we, since they're always so willing to talk about everything. I know that's what I'm saying. Like, but that's the thing though. Like, that's what makes those protests more powerful to me mm-hmm. when when a person is willing to risk it yeah. because not everybody is in the same position to risk everything, and it's not fair to say that somebody supports human rights violations in China when they won't come out and condemn China. Right. And I think that's that's where a lot of people miss miss the force. Yeah, the speaking, speaking of actors, what do you got to say? <laughs> Make your political stance right now. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the reporter from CNN and I'm putting you on the spot. First of all, I'm barely an actor. <laughs> I didn't, I've been in some Lowe's commercials. Look, let me explain something to you. Nowadays, everyone's waiting on, 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 on what Terrell Huff has to say. I almost got a Popeye's commercial one time. Look, let me explain something to you. <laughs> I'm Terrell Huff from the almost Popeye's commercial and here's what I have have to say hey you know it is funny because i find myself from time to time thinking about that like if i ever do like get a huge break and like i end up in a tv show or a movie like a legit part of the movie and it's like are people gonna start expecting these things out of me how do you think about what's going on in china i uh, I haven't been paid yet. I don't know. <laughs> like, like, you the, know check, like, the check yeah. hasn't quite cleared. Yeah, like, hold up. Let me get my cash first. As long but as uh, but nah, I mean, 
you know, it, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like and it's and it's weird that you say that because it's true, though, you you do get to a point where as you consider yourself to be a professional in anything, you start wondering how much things that you say are going to impact your career uh, and you know, you start and you start to think like how far reaching is what I'm doing? How far does it go? Like, for instance, if I say something crazy and I happen to be a spokesman for some company, if I say something crazy, like is somebody in Japan going to get mad because I said this because that company happens to be owned by somebody from, you know, like, so you start thinking about those things. And I think as, as uh, players in the NBA, I'm kind of curious, you know, if this isn't going to make them, start to think that way also like oh i think wow. the players have got to be thinking about oh it sure because yeah. i'm sure there's some player out there it's like look i could come out and say this today mm-hmm. and be lauded by by my fans stateside but the problem is they probably just don't know enough about it right like it's a really complicated issue and i think the reason that the nba the nba got stuck in the middle of a, a real a real fire because what happened was three incidents happened at the same time mm-hmm. the nba incident an incident with a video game company, Blizzard, which mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I can speak to pretty well for myself because I'm a, I'm a big gamer myself. And then there was another incident that popped off at the same time with um, just international relations. And it's a slipping, it's slipping my mind right now, but I'll come back yeah. to that. But basically, the NBA got caught in the middle of this. There was a huge thing that happened right before this where there's a, a video game basically where they were having a tournament and it was sponsored and everything, and it was held in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And the winner of this tournament was interviewed in basically a post-match presentation kind of thing. They were like, hey, we're going to interview this guy. He put on a gas mask for it, which is what they're wearing in Hong Kong, and he shouted out the liberation phrase, which is, uh, I don't want to mess it up, but it's like free Hong Kong revolution of our times, basically. While this is happening, the two, because this is all done on webcast, the two Chinese hosts of this tournament ducked under the table like they were like look we know he's gonna say it so we don't want to be in the clip we're ducking under the table and they're like look just say it get it over with and he said it so that sparked a big incident in that little community because what the the company did blizzard an american company with chinese interests they immediately took that man's prize winnings away suspended him from competition for i think indefinite at first and they fired the two casters that didn't even say it they did all of this within 24 hours that popped everything off. Mm-hmm. So you've got that happening. Oh, the South Park episode. That's the other part of this. All three happened at one time, oh, and man. the NBA got caught in the middle. And it sucks. But that's why you've got to educate your players. And right. I think that's where, where this really comes to, is that yeah. people need to have an individual voice, and the NBA realize their players are their best commodity. Sure. And you can't, you, you can't have that relationship with a country like China and not have the players that, at least if there's going to be you know that that relationship between the Rockets and China. Yeah. Those players, at minimum, needed to be educated on the situation. Yeah. Like you at minimum. <laughs> like I mean, seriously, it's like, you know, like right now, I, I guess you know, jumping to the NFL just for a second, they've got their second game in a row in London, and it's like, you know, it, you know, if there was something that happened where I don't know one of these offensive linemen, because it would probably be an offensive lineman because it was smartest guys on the field, <laughs> I mean, was to jump off about something about Brexit or something like that. It's like, London as the softball there, like most Londoners would be like, yeah, we agree, but, right? But, but, but China's I mean, not that, yeah. and you would think that yeah. the Rockets at some point in their history would have been like, look, guys, yeah, whatever you ever do in public, just <laughs> don't say anything about China. <laughs> And that's what happened here. But that's also, like why I said, it's so impressive to me that Maury did it in the first place. Because right. he had to know the ramifications. Sure. I don't think he expected what happened. 
don't think anybody expected what happened. But I, I mean, it's impressive to me that he was willing to at least use his platform to say mm-hmm. that because people do respect Daryl Morey. And imagine if a player has that power. Right. And I think that's that's something that we should encourage and not sarcastically say, well, like, well, yeah, you're downplaying China, but I bet you still, um, I don't even know where I'm going with this analogy, but like you were saying before, like you would buy sweaters that ear. Well, sure. It, well, and I'm actually wondering if, and I think personally, he, the fact that he knew his team's relationship with China was probably more or less had a lot to do with why he said what he said. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know that, you know, I, I don't know that, like, whoever that heck is running the Miami Heat right now would say something like that. Like, they don't have that relationship. Like, Pat nobody cares. always running the Miami Heat. <laughs> you know what I mean? From the shadow. I was yeah. like, Pat Riley passed? But, I mean, it, I don't think it holds the kind of, like, I, I don't think we're talking about it the way we're talking about it now. There was someone other than the GM of the of the Houston Rockets that says what he says. I just want to go back real quick and say 36-minute mark is when Austin had to drop his video game bona fides on the table. I can do that That earlier. I I refrained from doing it when explaining the China situation. We got the 49er guy over here. I'll come back to it. In fact, little little extra tidbit right now, just to throw like a a fun fire on this. Uh, There's a huge international tournament happening right now in a game called League of Legends, and there's teams from all over the world that compete. The Taiwanese team, who China is not fond of, (laughs) beat the best Chinese team today. I wonder why. So it's not meaningful in the sense that like, oh, this is the end of all. But it's funny because it's like Taiwan beat China. Like China's not having a good day, man. Uh, (laughs) Someone's having the best week ever (laughs) and it's not China. Yeah. So I think this also highlights the importance of a good coach because you hear stories all the time about like Popovich and how he he puts like life above basketball and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's not the NBA's job. But why can't the NBA just educate their players on what's going on in the world? Right. Like, you would think that would be just good business sense. And obviously, that's what people like Popovich do. And I don't want to say no other coach in the league does it, but that's just one we have experience with that we know for sure does it. Like, talk to your players and tell them, like, look, this is what's going on in the world. Well, it's also, uh, to be fair, a little bit uh, fair to other teams, it's also easier with the way that the Spurs culture is is built, not only with Pop, but they seek out Mm -hmm. international players Mm -hmm. who then will have, of course, international voices, and it forces you to reckon with those kind of things and to understand what's happening in different countries um, because you're dealing with someone who that was their life every day. Yeah, and I think the NBA in general, you could say, leans heavily worldly. Yeah, well, like, I, the player base sure. is very. I don't want to. I mean, I'll just say it. They're they're more Democrat. Like, sure. Tom Brady loves Lib- Trump. That's the NFL. Yeah. There's some. Yeah, it's it's a liberal league. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's what it, and that's what it speaking. is. And you know, you have like basketball without borders and uh, some other thing. I think. Um, oh gosh, and I, I apologize because it slips my mind. But um, they're trying to start a league. They want that soccer money. I mean, that's what they want. But but there was they're trying to start. It's like in Africa or it's like uh, India or something like that. They're literally trying there to start an, an NBA league, yeah. but in like Africa. Yeah. And, and so like, you know, not just the, hey, African guy, come over here and play basketball. Now it's like, no, you know what? Let's start a league over there, you know, yeah. because, you know, now obviously NBA has something to gain from that. Let's be realistic. If you've got a league over there, you you a league in every country that they typically get players from, it's going to be beneficial to the NBA regardless because right. you're going to have a situation where you're going to develop the game, you know, and you're going to 
you're going to be able to see that talent and it's not just going to be some guy, you know, going to Africa and finding some dude. Like it's going to be an actual showcase where you can see guys play and, and, and be organized and stuff like that. So, um, you know, the NBA has always been that league when it comes to that. And like you said, it's like if you had a conservative league and a, and a, and a liberal league, you know, the NBA would definitely be the liberal league. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's just get let's go disclaimer right here and say that, you know, Let's remind every. We've done a lot of praising of the NBA, mm-hmm. but let's just oh, remind yeah, no, everyone yeah. that it is a league run by several white men and, and Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan. I'm not here to do any kind of colorism right. or anything of that nature. <laughs> yes. But I will say we all know what Michael Jordan is about. We've all seen his mustache. And, oh, <laughs> oh, that was. <laughs> now, no. Wow. That was so horrible. Oh, man. No, if we were a different yeah. kind of podcast, I might cut that out, but I'm not, I'm, we're not going to do that. But you know what, though? That is really really interesting that you say that because I start thinking about NFL ownership and NBA ownership and when you consider the demographic is pretty much about the same. No, yeah, that's, that's why it's so fascinating because but yet the, the league is so different when it comes to these issues. Who made the, the decision? The NBA owners are no less white than the NFL right. owners. Yeah. Then they know and they're no I guarantee you they're no less Republican right. than the NFL owners. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, our own Obviously, we're in San Antonio. Not yeah. obviously, but oh, yeah. now Peter Holt, we're, well, Peter Holt threw down some Trump money yeah, for yeah, money for Trump. Yeah, yeah. So, and he, but it's just it's a different environment, and some of that comes from the fact that an NFL roster has fifty three players. Players yes. are uh, are way more commodified in yeah. the NFL because right. of just the nature of the sport. The NBA players have more control; they have mm-hmm. more leverage, and so some of that plays into it. But then I, I've always content, contended this, and I've done it since I did radio in at UT. So now, I, you know, the forty-four minute mark, I finally dropped some something <laughs> that you know that I we've do, all gotten in our broadcast experience, if you know what I mean. We've done it. Yeah, so. Um, the NBA owners, for whatever reason, have just always—they just more innovative. They're smarter than NFL sure. owners. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's because they come from a different kind of money. I, I, yeah, you got a probably, lot of tech guys. Yeah, a lot of tech guys. A lot yeah. of more self-made. I don't mm-hmm. think there's any mm-hmm. self-made billionaires, t- to be frank. But you know, they're more self-made. They have to be more intuitive. Where right. you know, you got Jerry Jones' his oil money. Yeah, so exactly. it's it's a different kind of riches. Right. Um, and so you know, um, so it. It's just always been interesting to see that you know same kind of type of ownership, but more. We'll, we'll, we'll we can we let the sport lean a little bit right. here, a little bit more. Well, it feels left. like they 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 realize you catch more they, flies with honey. It, well, sure, and and they also seem to realize what the vast majority of of the players are. I mean, let's be realistic here. I mean, you know, it, they were we were talking about uh, the NFL, yeah. and I think something like seventy some odd percent of the you know, the, the, the fans of the NFL are, are white and white male. I mean, and so we kind of know where that's going to go from a political standpoint. And then you look at the NBA and it's pretty much the exact opposite. So, I mean, when you look at it in terms of that, I think all of a sudden, regardless of how rich or how conservative you are, if you own an NBA team, you're gonna kind of, you know, where you're gonna incent- back off a little bit. Where yeah. do the incentives match right, up? Right. For instance, you'll see on a NBA, NBA on TNT broadcast, you'll mm-hmm. see a, a, you know, a segment on clothing and rap. Sure, and you won't see that in the NFL. No. They, yeah, they no. won't. They won't. They wouldn't even let players celebrate for. You're gonna get a nationwide first... commercial. I think that's kind of what the crux of the, the difference is between the two of them. Like, they're both. I don't want to say that the NBA is irreverent or tradition because that's not the case. But the NFL is, is steeped in tradition. Sure. Like 
Yeah, to an extent, people grow up playing backyard football and stuff like that. But you don't grow up playing 11-on-11 football. Like, that's just not a thing yeah, that right. you do. Whereas in basketball, you just shoot hoops with anybody. Yeah. So you do have that soccer element where soccer is played by everybody because everybody can play with a ball. All you need is a ball. And that's basically what it is in the NBA. And the NFL hasn't realized that, you know, tradition is cool, but you need to adapt. And the NBA has just always adapted. They, they, right. they, they, the NFL will realize it sometimes when it's convenient for them uh, yeah. <laughs> or when they actually, I guess, get to thinking about it because sure. like with the celebrations, they finally opened those up and now you have colorful commercials with celebrations oh, all the time yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and they made a set, whole segments out of it on their network and stuff. But for a long time, for, they're like, well, no one wants celebrations. Why would people want to have, why would want people want to see fun? But right. that comes from that background the uh, let's let's be frank. The NFL is a more militaristic sport. Sure, it yeah. comes from that background. Um, the NFL loves to wrap itself in the flag and sure. whatever that means. Um, well, so that I, was my question I, earlier. I don't mean to take that over, but when you were talking about, uh, but you did take it over, uh, and I will do it again. <laughs> but no, so when you're talking about like the, the wrapped in the flag part, did the NBA get money for national anthems like when David Stern was at the home? Because that's what happened in the NFL. Yeah, basically in '09. Before 09, the NFL didn't even have those ceremonies. Yeah, that's um, what Or at least like, they weren't televised. Because like you were but saying, Stern cracked the, down on yeah. them, and he's like, we will support the flag like the right. NFL. Was the, right. I don't think the NBA got it. They were, I had to write about that uh, 48 minute mark when I did it again. I had to write about that. <laughs> and uh, I believe, it, if, if I'm remembering correctly, and my memory is not the greatest, as you all know, uh, it was only the NFL that got yeah. in on that that money making scheme right. off of the yeah. off of the military. And, I, and I'm, I don't, on the surface, I don't hate it because it's like, look, the Department of Defense has to have an advertising budget. Sure. I get it, but you also can't. It's the way. Force it it's well, also that's, the that's way they went about it, where they're pretend, where they're not telling you that that's happening. Right. They're also, you know, having these segments mm-hmm. where you know they're introducing families with their uh, with right. their military uh, member overseas, mm-hmm. and that's great stuff, and that's tear jerking. But when you're using it. For you know, right? For so manipulative means, it, it yeah, and it, there was it, almost it, like it, it hits differently when yeah, you're doing it yeah. for manipulation. It feels fake. It yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and there was almost like this disdain for like, oh well, you know, you you're only doing this because the DOD gave you money. Like, let, let's stop acting like the NBA, the NFL was this hugely patriotic league and and it was always about no like literally the DOD was like hey you know what we have some cash uh, we got a lot of young we got a lot of young kids that we want to eventually join the military and man they watch your sport hey we got this 10 million dollars how about y'all y'all just put on a nice little ceremony before every game and you know would the NFL have done it for free sure why not but i mean well, but, it's telling yeah. that they weren't, though. See, right. Would they have done it for free? Well, they, they exactly. weren't. Exactly. So. Especially when you look at the stance they took when the when the whole Kaepernick thing went down. It was like, you know, they really, you know, tried to throw it out there. Like, we support our troops and our country and so on and so on. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of fake because you're taking all this money, you know. And it's like these players are not out there getting paid, you know, DOD money to stand for the flag or, or stand for the anthem. They're not getting paid that money. You guys are. Like, so... You know, it, this huge nonprofit, quote unquote, uh, organization that's getting all this money. So, I, I mean, nah, man. I, I mean, so I don't know. I just felt like I, I did. I mean, I understand the process and I understand the DOD. You know, one of the goals, having been in the military, whatever time it is in the month, put that down. 50, that's actually important. 50 so they won't minutes. think that we're not Americans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so having been in the military myself, it's like it's just wild to me that. 
you know, people don't understand, okay, the DOD has money that they assign to recruit. And that's just one of the ways they chose to do it. But the NFL really didn't mention the fact that that was going on when they started bad-mouthing and allowing owners to speak out and GMs to speak out about Colin Kaepernick and and the protests and whatnot. They really didn't kind of let that out until somebody just kind of popped up on Twitter one day and said, hey, did you guys know? And then, boom, it just went from there. So, I mean, it did come off as hypocritical. But it's funny because if they would have jumped out and said that from day one, I don't know that they would have caught the flack that they did, you know, when when this the whole thing went that's down. That's the other so. side of it. Just let it play its course. Right. Don't censor people. Like let sure. it play its course because that's what everybody's doing right now. They're mm-hmm. they're sitting back and hoping that this blows over. Right. And yeah, I mean it will at least as far as outrage goes. Right. But you still got to address it. Like you can't ignore it. <laughs> you have to actually take a stance on it. And then in general, that's something the NBA has done so much better. Because they know that the players are valuable. Like you're talking about the NFL rosters, 53 right. men deep. The, N- the NBA, like, the Brian Scalabrini doesn't exist in the NFL. Mm. Like, nobody in the history of the NFL has ever been Brian Scalabrini's level of, like, talent. Re- re- uh, what am I trying to say? In reference to the rest of the team. Right. But as beloved. That sure. doesn't happen in the NFL. Right. Like nobody's out there like, man, that special teamer is killing it. Right. That's not that's not something that happens yeah. in the NFL. And the NBA realizes that. The NBA right. realizes, look, that 13th man on our roster is still going to be beloved by his local team. Sure. He's important. And I think that's part of what the globalization is helping with the NBA is they're they're reaching out to these other places because most leagues try to kill all competition. Sure. The NBA is not really afraid of that. And right. It's paying dividends. Yeah. The NBA is not like, look, if this Africa thing pops off, we're still the NBA. Whereas the NFL is like, look, if this XFL thing happens, we're going to lose all of our skill position, blah, 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 blah. Like, they're afraid of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's not how you foster more talent. And I think the NFL is going to really hurt in 10 years. And so, and I I, I didn't finish this point earlier. I want to make sure to to finish it is credit to the players for realizing that they have that power Mm -hmm. and for utilizing it so well. When you have a face of the league like LeBron James, LeBron James... You know, he doesn't get enough credit for how mm-hmm. he's, you know, blossomed into a, a, a statesman, a spokesman on issues like this. Like sure. when the Colin Kaepernick thing happened, LeBron James was among the first to say, hey, this is this is how it's going to go down. And everyone was like, boom, boom, boom. Right. And so everything fell according to that. David, David Stern, excuse me, Adam Silver uh, listens to LeBron. Sure. You know, he takes his opinion into account. Right. And that's, you know, it's. Like because of the way the league is set up, that the players have that power, but they still have to utilize that power, and yeah. they have to know a what they're worth, and a what they can say, and what they mm-hmm. can do, and how they can use that power to impact the world at large. And so, right. you know, you also have to we say, well, you know, why is the NFL and the NBA, you know, so much so different? Uh, the players utilizing the power that they do have is one of the one of the biggest reasons why they 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 move the way that they move. Right. And that's what I was talking to about. Not everybody's in the same position. LeBron's untouchable. Yeah. So it's important for him to speak up. And he does it and he's great because of it. Like that's more like LeBron the person versus LeBron the player. Right. Which I think we're at the point now where most people respect LeBron the person a hell of a lot. Oh sure. Which is great for the NBA because he is a good person, at least on as far as we know. <laughs> who who knows what he's got. But no, I mean like every all intents and purposes, he seems like a great person. And him speaking out is is important. You can't do that if you're expendable. And that's not fair to put players in that position to be like, well, what are your thoughts on this matter? Like <laughs> L- livelihood, <laughs> livelihood, or no, that's a good point. <laughs> or morals, that, that is yeah. a good or point. morality. I mean, yeah. you know, and people want to boil it down to it. It's like, well, where do you draw the line? And it's like, look, 
I'm not the one fixing this China stuff. <laughs> like right. that's not what Russell Westbrook is going to be doing. Sure, and, yeah, and that's not fair to ask that of him. To, to use an analogous situation when people are like, "Well, how come you're not recycling so you can fix so you can fix yeah. climate change?" It's like obviously <laughs> recycle. I, I we recycle here, right. but it's like if you can recycle, you should be recycling. But at the same time individual recycling and the lack thereof is not what's causing climate exactly. change. Yeah, yeah, so it's like yeah. you put the onus on the individual when it's really it's a systematic issue right. and a lot of times that is where the problem lies <laughs> is we're trying to put the onus on an individual level sure. when it's more of a systematic issue that needs to be regulated. I know people hate regulations but they're kind of important. Right. You know, you know I, I, always, I always use this example when I'm talking about regulations. You know, in the Constitution it says you're not really allowed to have slaves but we needed a regulation right. yeah. to actually enforce I, I, that. You know, so it's like... I love... Yeah. No, I mean... Regulations, they need you, they matter. Look, man, are you going to sit here and tell me that Amazon doesn't have my best interests at heart? I, I, I am indeed <laughs> going to sit here and tell you that. Very much so, yes. I mean, yeah, that's just what it boils down to. Like, yeah. you can't... You can't what about is on these players because it, it hurts the overall message. Sure. And it's not fair to put them in that position. But, yeah. Other than that, the NBA is looking like it's going to be fun this year. <laughs> oh, and here's your talk about sports. What a beautiful right. segue. Yeah, very, very classy segue. Are you the host? Nope, I didn't We're win the all the hosts. The two-sided coin flip with three people. <laughs> Yo, you wasn't supposed to call that out on episode one. That's more like an episode three type call out, bro. Dang, and, and we didn't even call heads this time or tails. I just made Terrell. You just decided it. Yeah. You're like, oh, that looks this like is United, This is the United wait, States wait, of James Conn. Hold up. <laughs> hold up. I am the president. I am the emperor. I am the king. <laughs> this is your king. Nah. <laughs> we haven't even talked on that. Is this your king? Do we have one? I, I do have one. Oh, okay, yeah. So I, I think that's. A, I mean, like I think we're host, pretty or? much good to go with with, with this well, particular subject. So we should just go ahead we and solve, segue we right China? on into. Did we solve uh, the Chinese issue? Yeah, I I, I, I don't feel know good about it. I feel I'm good feeling pretty it. good about I it. I think right you know. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely. I know a whole lot more about it than I did before. That's for sure. So Thank saying, you, Austin. So you're saying we solved China? Yeah. Hey. Yeah, yeah, we solved. I'm fine with that. We've solved China. But that's. I mean, really, that's all you can ask. Education. That's all you can ask. Education. Yeah. I agree. I agree, and I think that's kind of what sums it all up. Is that you know these guys need to you know if you're going to have that relationship with China your players need to know what the heck is going on to an extent do you think anybody's going to st- if if this devolves do you think the players strike is that even possible oh gosh no no, no. you think there's too much at stake for I them? can't see it happening yeah. I don't either I was just curious no like no. it would have to be something flagrant that would be so <laughs> wild it would have to be something incredible that would force the players to, to get to that Russell situation. Westbrook is standing in front of a tank what's going on <laughs> oh so that's the other side I, just briefly on it so the free Hong Kong thing that's going on right now is going to be a big problem opening week for the NBA mm. because there was another story that I didn't even talk about where the NBA had asked a fan with a sign that said free Hong Kong blah 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 they took the sign away from them yes okay that's not unusual for the NBA because you're not allowed to have signs with political messages on them at okay. games. That's yeah. something that the NBA has done for a while. And then for what it's worth, anecdotally, people who were at the game said that as soon as their sign was taken away, they left the game. So it really looks like they were just there chasing clout. Uh, like, I mean, it is what it is. But what's happening, one story I loved, the Golden State opener, there is a fan that started a Kickstarter, $20,000 he asked for to make free Hong Kong t-shirts to give to everybody going to the game. He rose $30,000 that day. So you're going to see massive stadium protests 
whether they're legitimate or not, mm-hmm. people are going to protest at these games, and the NBA has to plan for that now. You know what, though? I, I just don't think it's going to be... Oh, I don't think the players will strike. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's going to be a bad thing, necessarily. I think, uh, again, because we talked about the NBA and where it is as a league compared to well, other if leagues. The, if the NBA so. messes up, we'll be here to check them. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly. As we solve everything. We will hold them in no, sir. Yeah. Who's going to watch the watch? have it. <laughs> uh, I am. I will not as, as have a, it. As a I will not have it, no. No. <laughs> We have watched from the mountains. It's going hey, to be a whole lot of Black Panther references. I'm just letting y'all know ahead of time. It's going to be some Black Panther references. Just get ready for that. As your social advancements have been overseen by a child who scoffs at tradition. That's horrible. Yeah, we're going to keep doing it, though. So... So on that note, is, is this, this your king? king? Segway, baby. <laughs> That's what I love to hear. Now, Derek, I did all this people. week, and I'll be honest, I really didn't prepare because I knew you had a is this your king? I think it's better that way, though. Reactionary. So, yeah. Reactionary. So, I, I always have an is this your king. So <laughs> I always want to criticize. Let's talk about this. It's just going to be a brief little segment we're going to do probably at the end of every podcast, and it's just it's going to be called is this your king? And... Long story short is, is if there's something out there that y'all people think is just the greatest thing in the world or anybody thinks is the greatest thing in the world, we about to ask y'all, why is this your kid? <laughs> why would you think that? Yes. So, Derek, take it away. I am tired. Sick and tired. I'm getting my Denzel Washington on. I am <laughs> sick and tired. I double down on that. Uh, <laughs> of all of these head coach worship in the NFL. I've, I've always been tired of it. When I covered the NFL, mark that down, one hour mark. <laughs> when, when, <laughs> when I covered, when I covered yes. the NFL, it was, it's like, and what brought that up to me this week was Jay Gruden got fired, obviously. Mm. Right. And so Jay Gruden in Washington got fired. And I don't, by no means am I a Jay Gruden fan or a Jay Gruden stand, or do I think Jay Gruden's all that great of a head coach? He might be, he might not be. Who cares? Who knows? There's really only one good, NFL, there's two. There's only two really good NFL head coaches Bill Belichick and John Harbaugh. Because I know that they think about all their stuff. They think about all the scenarios. Sure. As a special teams coach, that, that's John Harbaugh's entire life. Bill Belichick just happens to be one of those kind of minds. Everybody else is just kind of in the middle. Right. Everybody else is just kind of mediocre, you know, to 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 good, to uh, pretty good. Shanahan's. Yeah. 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 It, <laughs> and it varies on the talent. So, like, Jay, Jay what was he expected to do with the team that they assembled in Washington? <laughs> But that's good it's point. So, it's so crazy how every year ten or eleven coaches in the NFL just lose their jobs, right. just based on nothing. <laughs> like, like something has to be done. Yeah, like that's literally well, like the fan base. Well, the you, fan base feels something has yeah, to be well, done. Somebody well, has to, some head has know, every, to roll. Every year it seems like a right. Browns coach gets well, fired. Yeah, because that's correct. And it's like. <laughs> Because and it's not because the Browns coach is all that bad. It's because the team is trash. (laughs) Because the team is trash, and they've been given trash things to work with. They literally had a uh, had a uh, Mm -hmm. a a rebuild plan in place where they were just tanking, and then at the end of that rebuild plan, they gave Hugh Jackson one year, and then they're like, "I can't believe you didn't win." (laughs) And so it's just uh, in the NFL. The, the head coach worship is just so yeah. it, again it, it's it comes it comes from that military background where you, the leader is unquestioned and he sure. must have control of his troops and we have to pretend like he has ultimate control over all scenarios and things uh, I, I, I I say this every year 
every coach in the NFL is bad at time management, mm-hmm. except for Bill Belichick and John Harbaugh. No, none of the NFL they use timeouts recklessly when you need those. The only importance a timeout really has is at the is at the end of the game. Yeah. You get three of them to stop the clock so you can get the ball back. Right. Why does no NFL coach ever have any timeout? <laughs> I, I just yeah, I don't no. understand. Unless it's a failed challenge, you really no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, th- that would be the exception to the rule, but. Right. More often than not, it's to save five yards when you're already in second and 18 and, and you're on your own 22. Right. <laughs> and it's like, why are you calling timeouts? Yeah, I get to second and 18. I ain't calling no timeout, second, bro. You just, just do go, what you got to do. Just go probably. to second and 23, baby. <laughs> I'm sure the second and 23 play is the same as the second and yeah, 18. Exactly. Play. And so, like, obviously, there are some times where you want to save that five yards when you're in the red zone, right. when you're on third and maybe like one or something like that. But more often than not, it's not. Right. So every NFL coach is bad at time management. Only there's only a handful of head coaches who are more than a genius at their specific scheme, you know, their specific what they came up learning, the right. offense or the defensive I side. Got you. Yeah. And so it's just funny to me. I just love it. I love oh man, it's cause the head coach was terrible. Right. We we're terrible this year. And you notice that teams that are win, they have stability at head coach. Sure. Pete Carroll, yeah, Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. uh a John Harbaugh. Right. People who teams that don't panic tend to be rewarded. Uh, with right. success, with the rare exception being Marvin Lewis, who I love Marvin Lewis, man. And it's, <laughs> I, I actually think he's the rare case where even though he did not win, it's not his fault he didn't did win. They, did they but, ever win a playoff yeah, game on there? Uh, no. Uh, no. What, was but he there for 12 years, 10 no, years? A lot, uh, yeah, about oh finally something like that. And Oof. so like Marvin Lewis is the rare example where yeah. like longevity did not help. But that's because that owner doesn't want to spend any money. Sure. And so, you know, every four years, Marvin Lewis gets another chance to right. maybe win a playoff game. And usually some kind of catastrophic injury <laughs> erases that chance for him. And then I was like, oh, another four years until I get a chance <laughs> yes. to win a playoff yes. game. Yes. You know, it was Carson Palmer the first time. Then the year they were finally good yep. again. Andy Dalton got injured that mm-hmm. year. And they almost yep. won a playoff game with A.J. McCarron. Uh, so it's it stability. Right. In sports is, is so key. Not because of some coaches are genius but right. because you get a flow with system sure. you get habits put in we place. can't assume everyone is the reason why yeah, everyone team. knows what to do yeah. now uh, obviously some coaches are bad leaders but you can't tell me like all the coaches that get fired every year is because they're bad leaders so you know right there's a reason the browns fired bill belichick and he turned out to be the greatest head coach of all time so <laughs> back to I, the browns I, you know so uh, it's just funny how bad the NFL specifically, yeah. it's sports in general, but the NFL specifically is just so bad at the hero worship at coach and right. putting too much onus on the coach when they win and too much, uh, you know, yeah. too much onus well, on the coach. Well, very rarely do you, do you look at a situation where a coach is just awful. Like, it, it's, it's, it happens a lot less than you would think. Like, as a Niners fan, when, whatever time you want to mark that, um, <laughs> uh, Singletary. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like that was, that was uh, awful. Yeah. Like Singletary, yeah, he, oh, he's a linebacker. Coach, how did dude. he? Like, how like, did he be coach? I actually don't it know. It was the so bad. Like, and the funny thing it, is, is that no, I know the disaster. Had a halfway decent record with him as a coach. Um, you know, Erickson. Um, you know, I I got one team that I'm a fan of, and I can tell you, I can give you about five instances where I don't know what the heck they were heck they were thinking after like Steve Mariucci, and then like there was like a time frame after Steve Mariucci where it was horrible. So it makes a lot of sense what you're saying because. There's this idea, or at least these owners give the impression that it's the coach every single time that is the issue. And it's like, no, this is not your king. (laughs) This is not the reason. (laughs) Teams don't have talent. (laughs) Teams don't have a scheme. They don't have a plan. So, agreed. I like that one. So, NFL head coaches, is this your king? (laughs) No. No. The answer is no. no. They, they don't come back. 
at the end. And <laughs> that's, that's the end right there. They lose that fight. <laughs> and there it is. On that note, I think that pretty much wraps up episode one, yeah? Episode one in the books. In the books. You want to plug anything about MLB? About what? MLB. Oh, you mean the MLB, the MLB playoffs yeah. that my man Patrick is watching behind yeah, us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he didn't have... He's, uh, the Astros... Are losing. Are losing. So he hasn't yelled. We told him to yell if the Astros <laughs> did anything, but he hasn't had anything to yell about. So he's very, you know very the Astros are always one string, uh, one swing. So, away. you know, we've dated this podcast by telling you that game one of the ALCS is being played right now. Yes. I did that on purpose. <laughs> Figure out what day it is. So you know, what, time so you know what exactly what is happening. And with that being said, we're going to go watch the rest of this game. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. Close out the podcast correctly. Kill it. No, and so basically, just keep an eye out next episode. We're going to... Same thing. We're going to... Uh, the Weekend Podcast. Uh, we're going to sign off on this episode one. And uh, have we even just thought about what we want to talk about next week? Well, the week hasn't happened yet. So week hasn't yet. happened yet. It's so guess what? You guys find out when we do. How about all, that? All next week, we'll know what we're going to talk about. Well, I what tell you what. What are you watching what? this week, though? What are you watching I, this you week? You know what? I, don't, I mean, I'm going to probably catch quite a bit of... <laughs> you'll yeah. probably catch quite a bit of NBA preseason yeah, leading up yeah. into the regular season so obviously that's going to be something to keep an eye out for if the Spurs don't win a game uh, in preseason of I course it's doom and gloom and we're all going to jump off the cliff I watched you ever had value in NFL in NBA well, preseason I'm gonna, no I'm going to tell you why do you remember I actually messaged you about this when I watched it but it was one game that I was watching right after the draft where uh, uh, Zeller was drafted and I was watching them play their uh, uh, summer league games and I was like, man, they're balling out right now. And I was like, I, I'm kind of excited to see what they do this season. And that was a disaster. So it was terrible in the NBA. But I was like, oh, yeah, it's because they're playing not NBA talent. <laughs> so I just kind of stopped putting stock entirely in the NBA preseason. Because I'm like, y'all ain't there trying we go. Here. This is just free basketball. Pop is sandbagging. <laughs> well, Pop sandbags is for like the first month of the season. For he doesn't even he doesn't even <laughs> stop after that. What all you guys are doing? I'm gonna just let y'all play roll the ball. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna play Patty Mills point guard <laughs> minutes for like twenty for like thirty six minutes tonight. I don't care. I don't care. You can't defend the other point guard. There we are. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's what I said. Stop putting value in it. Who that is all. First? Who loses first? So, Patriots or the 49ers? Oh wow, Niners. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I actually, the, well, I actually think they're going to lose. Well, tomorrow. they're also in the tougher division by far. Yeah, by far. Yeah. Yeah. You told me the Patriots aren't tested by, by the Miami Dolphins, the New York Jets, and the Buffalo Bills. No, I am telling you, no, they are not. I know you weren't serious, but I'm going to answer your questions if you're serious. I want these people to think you're dumb. I don't know how they'll think that after the China discussion, but maybe. They will. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So what, you, so what are you watching this week? What am I watching this yeah, week? Yeah, what are you watching for? What are we going to be talking about next week, maybe? Hoping the Cowboys can win a game so I have to stop listening well, to all these stupid... I can guarantee you we will not be talking about the Cowboys next week. Nope. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not, we're not going to be talking about them. That's what I'm watching. I was like, I'm hoping that we can stop this awful narrative of Cowboys losing to good teams because they lost to two very good teams. And the Cowboys are not a Super Bowl level team, mm -hmm. so stop giving them shit. Like they're a Super Bowl level team. Come on, man. Every time something goes wrong, y'all fire Jason Garrett. Because oh, okay. <laughs> Jason Garrett was a problem against the Packers, not you know Dak Prescott forgetting how to play the quarterback position. My so gosh. Dak Prescott forgot how to play quarterback last season man. to the point where I'm like, man, he forgot on last Sunday really too. Depressing. Well, yeah, but I mean that happens. Hey, I'm giving him one game a pass. We'll see what happens. No. But this season overall, the play calling has been much improved, and he's kind of in his element. You know what I'm watching? The three and two Oakland Raiders, baby. 
No, I'm not, because I'm on bye. Wow. I messed that up. <laughs> I somehow even managed to mess that up. They're not, they're not even playing a game this Man, week. They're not playing and they let you down. They should be tanking for Tua, but instead they're winning games, so I'm still mad. So nobody from Oakland's <laughs> playing this week. No, okay. oh, oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> I think the Warriors are playing. Nah, 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 nah bro. Nah. <laughs> How dare you? That's cold blooded. <laughs> Me and, t- well, <laughs> me and Terrell are A's fans, just so you... Luckily, I don't have a baseball team. Obviously, I'll be watching the Niners this week. Um, it, you know, if they are, if they do manage to beat L.A., uh, that'll be great. Um, but actually, Maybe even we'll hear about it at the 28-minute mark next week. I, I'm just saying, man. No, you know, one. It's, be, it's pretty <laughs> difficult to... You know. We're going to flip the coin. He's going to be, I'm the host. 49ers. <laughs> nah, I'm your host. <laughs> But uh, nah, I, that'll probably be what I'm watching more than anything. Obviously, things are going to ramp up a little bit here in the next 10 days or so when the NBA season jumps off. So there's going to be a whole lot more content about that. Um, but yeah, I think for the next couple of weeks, NFL is probably going to rule a day. So uh, I'd love to get an NFL next week, to be honest with you. So with that being said, this is really, for real this time, going to wrap up the They're first wrap episode of the Weekend at Five. <laughs> that was very irreverent that you would tell them that. <laughs> for, and, and hey, we're, we're about to do our, we're about to do our uh, catchphrase, so I'm going to oh, go ahead and drop this on y'all. We're going to sign off right here, and I'm just going to say, uh, the weekend it take, because the week ends, but sports don't. Goodbye. That's good. Goodbye. <laughs>